Hey, what's up? This is Mike D. You are listening to Thunder Underground Rock. Welcome to episode 228 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, and this week we've got a good one. I think I think we do. We do. We have Mike D. from Killswitch Engage. Love it. Finally get to say that we've got someone from Killswitch Engage on this podcast. Definitely. New as a matter of time. 227 episodes later, we made it happen. Hey, better late than never. Here we are with Mike D. We're going to get to that in a bit. We're going to talk about a few other things, and we're going to debut a song by Grind. This will be the first time this is heard anywhere outside of, I assume, the studio they recorded it in. Love it. And maybe their wives and girlfriends' ears, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, out of the phone there. But we'll get to that in just a bit. Before we do, we need to let you know that we are sponsored this week and every week by DEB Concerts and Med Farm. Med Farm is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Just head out Highway 51. They're just a little bit east of Anita Road. They've got a great selection in there. Get in there, say hey to them, and if you tell them that Thunder Underground sent you or you heard about them here, they'll give you 10% off your order. They also have a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. They also have random other times where they Bring doctors in as well, so follow them on Facebook to find out all that stuff. They've always got specials going on. It's Med, P-H-A-R-M. They're on Instagram, at MedFarmOK, and their website is MedFarmOK.com. And the most important thing is 30% of their pro- proceeds go to help build no-kill animal shelters. That's a lot more than most people can say about their proceeds, right? Exactly. That's, yeah, they're definitely doing something there. Yeah. Yeah, so much respect for that, and always, as always, we're happy to have these guys on as a sponsor, so get out there and check out MedFarm. Also, DEB Concerts keeps bringing in the rock and roll to Tulsa, Oklahoma. They've been doing it for a while now. They've brought in all kinds of great acts like Sebastian Bach, Saxon, Dockin, Tom Kiefer, Warrant, Lita Ford, a huge long list. The list keeps growing because this weekend, the Midnight Devils are going to be playing the Ideal Ballroom. Yes. This Sunday night. Sunday night. July 28th. It's going to be a 7 p.m. show that they said will be over by 10 p.m. So it's uh, no no excuse for you to not get out there on a Sunday night to see some amazing rock and roll. Rocket Science will be opening this show up. They always put on a fantastic show. And Midnight Devils is one of those bands that you have to see live to truly appreciate the the power that these guys possess. Definitely. Yeah, we've had them on the podcast a couple times. So go check those out if you haven't. Rocket Science has been on here a couple times as well. Then jumping forward to September. September 13th, LA Guns will be making their return to the Ideal Ballroom. And Grind will be opening that one up. Nice. So that'll be very cool. LA Guns has been here a couple times, always put on a great show. And as we've always mentioned... They were on this podcast as well last time they came through, Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis. And they were both exceptional human beings. Yes, they were. That was a good one. Yeah. And then we've got October 19th, Last in Line, coming to the Ideal Ballroom with Fist of Rage opening up. That'll be a big one. Vivian Campbell from Last in Line was just on this podcast a couple weeks ago talking about everything to do with Last in Line, Def Leppard and all that stuff, so... Get out there for that one. And then in November, recently announced, November 23rd, we've got the Iron Maidens 
Vixen, and Down for Five. So, pretty much every single band we just mentioned has been on this podcast, except for Vixen and the Iron Maidens. The Iron Maidens. And Janet Gardner should have been on this podcast, but we ended up having to cancel it due to our own personal reasons. That's right. Like in an Oklahoma City show like a year or two ago. But she's not going to be there anyway, but I'm just saying, that would have <laughs> counted for Vixen. Yes, it would have. It would have. But who will be there? Eddie Trunk. Yeah. He will be at that one and all these other shows, hosting the shows. The Ideal Ballroom is a fantastic place to see these shows. DB Concerts keeps bringing in fantastic shows. So we appreciate that. We appreciate them sponsoring them. If you're trying to get tickets, hit up any of the opening bands, the local bands to the Tulsa area. You'll save money on your ticket and help them out as well. All right. So before we talk, do we want to do want to play the grind song or want to make people wait a few more minutes? Well, hold on. We were talking about shows this Sunday night also. It's Bible of the Devil. That's right. And Blind Oath at Mercury Lounge. Yeah. So there's something going on, whatever you're into. Yeah. Yeah, Bible of the Devil's coming. They've been on this podcast a couple years ago. We recently reviewed their new album here a few episodes ago. Great band out of Chicago that has a great old school sound. Blind Oath as well. Same thing. Has a kick-ass sound. They're here from the Tulsa area. Yes. So, yeah, you've got all kinds of options. I bet you could hit up Midnight Devils and still get there in time to see Blind Oath. Yes, and probably. I mean, that's, Bible of the Devil. Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's That's what you want. Yeah. That's just a rock and roll night. <laughs> Jan- or July 28th. January. <laughs> It'd be nice if it felt like January right now. Because no, it's it fucking hot. No, it wouldn't. It's 80. Fucking calm down. I don't know. I was just standing out in the sun a little while ago, and it was... Good Lord. I'm just in my 40s, so I guess I complain about shit, right? It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, we're hanging out in the sun, you know, before our interview with Mike from Killswitch, talking to Trevor... Trevor's like on this week long binge of like amazing shows. Yeah, see, that's insane. But you know, he's got the right idea. Get it done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we've had some weeks like that in our history, but very cool. Yes. Yes. Very yeah. cool. I think he, what he, what did, where, where was he at last night? At the Yes Asia Carl Palmer. What's his thing called? The ELP Legacy. Where at? Um, I think it was in Rogers. Oh, the, at the, the AMP. Yeah. And then he's doing this tonight. Yeah, Clutch Kill Switch last night or the night before, by the time you hear this. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, sorry. Well, Shit. Doesn't matter. I'm terrible at pretending. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> and then he said he's got he's going to the Queen with Adam Lambert show in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then... That was Tuesday night, and then this weekend, I think it was Friday or Saturday. He's flying to Houston for the fucking Rolling Stones. Yeah. So... Huge props for that. Yes. That's getting the work in. That, that definitely is getting the work in. Maybe we'll get an interview with uh, Mick Jagger and we'll fly there ourselves. Yeah, why not? Why yeah. not? I mean, we're close. Yeah. All right, so we recently got back into the YouTube game. Yes. Yeah. We had a period there where we put out a decent amount of videos, but it's been since, I believe, the end of March, beginning of April, that we had one out finally recorded a few and by the time you're hearing this i know at least two of them will be up maybe three of them but we did a video talking about the whole live nation i don't know if you want to call it a scandal them admitting that they yeah the whole live nation metallica debacle yeah which involves metallica and shitload of other bands having tickets you know sent directly on their behalf back 
onto the Ticketmaster site yes. at twice the price as a verified resale. Yeah, know, which don't get us started. We'll go off on it right now. But yeah. no, just watch the video. Yeah, we don't want to like repeat what we just yeah. said yesterday when we recorded this thing. But yeah, you mean two days ago? Yeah, or maybe three. Who knows? See, you did it too. Maybe a year and a half. Yeah, I really liked the word debacle. I'm, I'm glad. Because yeah. that's a good... Or you could be like, you got debacled. <laughs> you know, Emmett Smith, that motherfucker. But. <laughs> debacled. <laughs> that's a good name for a podcast, too. Or, or a hardcore band. Y- yes. Well, no, more you like could a start punk- a podcast on how bad you hate the Dallas Cowboys and called it debacled. <laughs> right. I think that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're off track. So YouTube we also, yeah, yeah, we yeah, also yeah. had one about the two new clutch songs that have come out here in the past month. Both covers. They're they're doing a series of cover songs here over the summer. You'll hear more about that coming up on a podcast with one Neil Fallon. Uh, right. We should have said that off the top. I know. Didn't want to take away the fact that we were interviewing Mike D. Yes. We also got Neil Fallon recorded right after we talked to Mike D. And that will be coming soon. Yeah, both upstanding gentlemen. It was a it was a great a great day. Very cool. Yes. And then we also did a video where we talked about Chris Adler not being in Lamb of God anymore. Yes. Or in case you have not heard, Lamb of God released a statement, basically saying that they have parted ways. So we haven't heard officially from Chris Adler yet. Maybe by the time you hear this, we have. Who knows? But. So we just do our little speculation about, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, we just kind of go the ins and outs and, you know, uh, who knows? We'll yeah. see. Whatever. So go I don't to know YouTube. where I'm going with that. Yeah. Go to YouTube to find out more. It's at The Thunder Underground. Hit subscribe. Find out anytime we have new videos coming up. Put up some of the podcast episodes on there as well. So, As you would say, smash that subscribe button. As I would say. <laughs> I've never, I need to like make a graphic that next time we do a video, we can say that and like a little thing pops up with like a, yeah. a Hulk fist and says smash. Smash, yeah. smash it. I mean, you got to be. I'll have Justin make us yeah, a graphic. Yeah, you got to do like everybody else does. Yeah. Like, like we were talking about the other day. I, I, I don't know why you haven't done the face app yet, Trent. I know. I feel like I've let everybody you down. Be like everybody else. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Well. I've let you down. I've let you've let the Russians thund- down. Thunder Underground listeners down. I've let the Russians down. That's just basically everybody I care about. God damn, people I care most in this world about Thunder Underground listeners. You and the Russians. I'm telling you. But in any case, yeah. And whoever invented the bomb pop? Yeah, back the in bomb the 80s. Pop. Jesus. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on now. Next, we've got grind, right? <laughs> right. Now we can play grind. Yes, now we can play grind. Okay. Our our, our good buddies in grind have a new song out. Well, uh, it's not even officially out until this very Exactly. Second. And we're dropping it right here. We're dropping it, as they say. That's right. It's the first place you can hear it. And I'm sure shortly after it shows up here, they'll release it via their stuff as well. But in the meantime, their new album, Leaders of the Free World, will be coming out here in just a couple of weeks. They've got their CD release party coming up in August. We'll talk about that here after the song. In the meantime, let's get to this. This is brand new from Grind, and it's called Senseless.
Senseless, the brand new track from Grind off their forthcoming album, Leaders of the Free World. It'll be a 10-track album. It should hit around August 10th as the CD release day here in Tulsa. They're having a CD release party. It also features Driver, Stellar Ascent, Crashing Cranes, and Scattered Hamlet. Five bands there. Huge bang for your buck at that show, I guarantee you. All great live music. And this song, Senseless, is is great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I love that they're maintaining their grind to sound, um, but it's a little different. Uh, I think a little bit more streamlined, you know, Yeah. to me. It's a little, little, uh, a little more straightforward. Um, the guitar solo is insane. Uh, it just and it sounds sounds fucking brilliant. It's a great production. Yeah. Um, you know it's got a great chorus. You know, gang vocals, all that kind of shit. Great stuff. Yeah, I think I mentioned to you after we listened to it. I'm like, this is the type of song that they can play live, and someone's hearing it for the first time, and by the halfway through the song, they could be singing along. Yes, exactly. with Dell, and that's what you want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dell's vocals, you can see a progression in these because. You know, since, I mean, he's always been good, but this is just, it sounds like his voice is just expanding to me. Exactly. And I got the chance to hear the three other songs the other day. Nice. I was hanging out with CJ and three other of the new songs. And the fucking name dropper. Yeah. Sorry, I did it. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll forgive you this time. Okay. This one time. All right. You go back in there and hang out with Neil Fallon and I'm going to talk about CJ. Right? Hey, I'm not bragging about it. Okay. I'm just trying to like give... The people listening and I did that these other songs that are coming are good and I know for a fact. Okay, gotcha. I'm not just basing it off of Grind saying, we've matured and this is the best work Uh, we've ever done. I see. Like (laughs) most people say in their press release. (laughs) Because who knows if they've matured or not. But it is great work. It is. It is a (laughs) fabulous song. Yeah. So, yeah, be looking for that. Like I said, the CD release party is in Tulsa on August 10th with Scattered Hamlet, Driver, Crash and Crane, and Stellar Ascent. Tickets are only 10 bucks. Can't beat that. No. Get out there, and I'm sure shortly thereafter you can find the disc everywhere you can find music. So be on the lookout for that as well. Leaders of the Free World from Grind is coming. Awesome. All right, so is there anything else we need to talk about before we talk about Kill Switch here? I, th- I don't think so. I think we need to get in this yeah. interview. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I mean, Dave, at this point... Of this recording, you know, their new album, Atonement's coming out August 16th, so we've still got, what, about three, what is that, three, three and a half weeks? Yeah. We, so far, we've heard Unleashed and I Am Broken 2. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts? Uh, so far, I like what I've heard. I really liked I Am Broken 2, um, and, uh, you know, it's it's great, it, you know, this plus getting to talk with Mike uh, and kind of getting an inside look. It's a great way to kind of jump back on the kill switch train. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm digging it, and I'm looking forward to the new record. Yeah. Same here, man. Yeah. When I first heard, heard Unleashed, I was like, man, this is. It just kind of it didn't seem like a lead track to me because it was just slowed. It was almost doomy for Kill Switch. Yeah. You know, and I was just like loved how, you know, because I'm really into that whole stoner doom kind of scene, and this really fit that mark. And of yeah. course, Jesse's vocals are just like. Heavy as hell. Yeah. And then melodic as hell. I mean, he's always been great at that. And then I Am Broken too. you know, is an extremely... If you read anything that Jesse's put out in the last couple months, press-wise for this is like, I guess, one of the most emotional things he's ever 
put down. And of yeah. course, Mike talks about that here in this interview as well. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we talk about the, the artwork, the cover and how fucking insane it looks. And, you know, I, I kind of showed my ignorance. I was like, oh, it's a lion with wings. They go, oh, it's a griffin. I'm like, I knew that. <laughs> That's right. You know, with all my myth, I forgot my, my mythology training uh, <laughs> throughout my years, uh, you know, but you never think about griffins because we don't deal with griffins. Yeah. And we, we haven't seen any in forever. They, so yeah, I, I just didn't even, uh, it just didn't dawn on me. And so I said some dumb shit like that, but whatever. Well, that exhibit fine. at the Tulsa Zoo left last year with all the griffins. So that's why you haven't thought about it for a while. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm just making shit up. Oh, well, I should have known. I should have known. So it, it, you know, whatever, uh, showed my ass a little bit, but it didn't <laughs> matter because Mike D was a great guy to talk to, spent some time with us. And so we're super happy to have him on the show. And I'm happy to report that Adam D. also owns a pizza blanket. Yes. We know that he has the pizza guitar strap. He has a and blanket. And pizza shorts I've yes. seen before. So it's good to know there's a blanket involved in the attire as well. Yes. All pizza stuff. It's good. Yeah. So I wonder if him and Andrew WK have ever hung out and talked pizza. They should. They should. Because you know he Andrew should, WK has the pizza guitar. Should, they should put the pizza strap on the pizza guitar. Yeah. Adam, I mean, or Adam D should get up on stage and like play a song with him with his guitar. Yes, we're talking mind blowing shit here. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? It would work well too. They're the type of guys that would work well together, I believe. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Let's make that happen, people. If you're listening to Andrew WK or Killswitch Management, let's make this happen. This has gotten we're, random as we're fuck. just putting it out there. So maybe by putting it out there into the ether. You know, we can get something going. <laughs> right. Uh, I hope. I hope. All right. Well, let's let's get into this then. Let's do it. Here you go. Here's Mike D, bass player for Kill Switch Engage. We've been in the festivals in uh, Wisconsin. Boy, oh boy. Clusterfuck of bad weather. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, Flooding. A tornado warning. Oh, yeah. A whole thing. Did you get your whole set in? Let's see. The first, so there was two shows. The first one, we were the last band to play for like three hours. Because as soon as we stopped, it was the hottest thing ever. As soon as it stopped, clouds blew yeah. open and rain everywhere and porta potties falling over. There was like a lot of wind. And then the second day, we almost thought we weren't going to play at all. And then they were like, nope, set, same set time. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Man. That's cool. That's good. Well, outside of like crazy weather and shit like that, do you like a festival show as much as a headline theater show? Or do you prefer one or the other? Uh, well, I mean, they both have really good things uh, attributed to them. The club shows are fun because of the energy, because kids are right in front of your face and you can feed off that energy. And whereas a festival, it's, you're getting a whole different gamut of, of people who may not even be interested in seeing you. They may be there for another band and you may be able to pull a few, you know, fans from other people. And, and, uh, in that respect, it's, it's a great way to get put in front of a bunch of new people. 
We, it is. It's a lot harder to feed off the crowd, though. <laughs> Depending. Yeah. We were kind of preparing for this. We watched a festival from last year, you guys, and I think, I think it was Hellfest. And the, the gap from the stage to the actual front row is just insane. And just to try to connect like that, that's got to be a little tougher. That is the hardest part right yeah. there. When it's so far away, you can barely see the people. Or um, we just did one of the Wisconsin shows I was telling you about where they sold the front row to, I don't, I'm not sure, it was like probably less expensive for very for like three rows up. And then from third row until about the 30th or 40th row was all high price seats. So no one was there. And then if you looked even further, there was a gate, and then all the the uh, families and everyone that's been camping out all day it was all huddled against this fence trying to see over it. It was like, just looked, it looked like shit, and I knew that people were into it. Yes. <laughs> that was the bad part. That was, yeah. that was the bad part. That's funny, because like our area festivals, Rock and Roll Night, where you guys play there, yep. and yep. it's set up that way where there's a pit, but then there's all the VIP seats, and then the GAs out there, mm-hmm. and I hear a lot of people and that, like, it lacks energy because of that. Sure does, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're one of the bands that's not the headliner that everyone's not there to see. Uh, right. That could be dismal, yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you, you're part of the, the whole clutch thing. You know, you guys team up with them, and they've always had such varied bands they go out with. Uh, talk about that pairing so far. Oh, well, it's been going pretty good. Um, it's definitely never a tour that we thought we'd be doing. Yeah. Um, it just happened to lock up really well with the, um, festivals and we want, we thought if we'd give it a try, those dudes are super nice. Uh, they play what they play. We play what we play. I'm not positive that the fans intermingle as much as we would have liked. Um, but hey, anything's worth a try once or twice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean, do you get that? Like, can you see an energy like at a show like that, kind of like with the festival? Like, if there's a clutch fans out there, like half the crowd's really into it, half the crowd's not. Or you can notice yeah, that. Yeah. I, I think clutch and, and uh, kill switch are so diverse that you can tell when people aren't into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some diehard fans on both sides, so uh, you know you can't you can't blame them. That's just the way they feel. Right. Well, uh, getting into atonement that's about to come out. Uh, you know, talk about that a little bit and. Uh, how you're getting ready to, to drop that at. Okay, well, it comes out August 16th, and uh, it's been a long time coming. I think it took us a year and a half to two years to complete recording because we just had too many songs. Kind of gave them all to Jesse all at once, and he was overwhelmed by how many songs were there. Um, but the good part was that we got to pick 11 tunes that we thought were the best ones of the bunch and put them on one record. And... Uh, we think we got all the good ones. <laughs> Labels into it, so that's all we care about. We really uh, wanted to prove to Metal Blade that we could come out all guns a-blazing and really do something great for those guys because they're rad dudes and, and we really believe in the company. Um, so we wanted to really prove to them that we can we can uh, figure this thing out for them. Um, really excited that it's finally coming out. We dropped unleashed was the first kind of single that came out to just give people a taste and people seemed to like that we started playing that one live um now unbroken 2 is kind of a bit more mellow tune um but it's the heartfelt lyrics are too good to pass up so i feel like we could still still catch some glimpses even though people are ready for rockers um that one isn't as much a rocker but boy oh boy the lyrics are powerful uh it took me a good four months 
of listening to that song where I could not cry while I listened to it. It really uh, hit me hard. Um, some pretty thought-provoking lyrics in that one. But um, So that one came out, and uh, a lyric video came out for that one. An actual video is going to come out for that one very soon. And then we have one more that's going to be released on actual release day. And that's the next single. And we've been practicing a bunch of those. We got them all in our wheelhouse, or most of them in our wheelhouse, ready to go. As soon as that record comes out, we're going to be playing a lot of new stuff. Yeah, so you're just going to keep it one or two right now. until the Two right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The two that people have heard, so they don't get bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is, is Adam D. producing again, as, as usual? Yeah, Adam, is, Adam has been producing it. Yeah. Um, we've only gone one record without Adam producing it, and we swore we'd never do it again. We just didn't like the way things were coming together with that record. So we know that keeping it in the family, um, at least we know we're each going to have our say and be able to get what we need into the mix. Um, Adam did not mix this record, though. Andy Sneap mixed it. He's a good pal of ours. He's mixed two other of our records and did a really good job. So we put it into his hands because we were touring our butts off and Adam was kind of through with the record at that point. After a year and a half, of listening to the same music over and over again. He was not, he didn't want to listen to it anymore. <laughs> and who could blame him? So we gave it to our buddy Andy and he, he whipped it in shape. I mean, you kind of alluded to it, but sometimes we've had people on the show and they mention they like having a producer where they're not familiar with them at all because it kind of pushes them. Sure. But if you're that comfortable with someone you've known the better part of your life, does that make it easier for you to work that way? I work. Good either way. I don't know. I can do. I can work with producers. I don't know. I can work with producers. I do know, but I do like when Kill Switch is when I'm being recorded for Kill Switch to have Adam in the room. So we talk about different parts. We we discuss um, uh, different scenarios of where the bass is going to go in each song. Uh, we try a few different variations. A uh, lot lots of improvisation that's going on, and um, he went to college for bass, so <laughs> he knows what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> And if, if uh, I suggest something that doesn't make any sense, I really feel confident in his opinion and that if he tells me no, then it probably means it doesn't make sense at all. Well, uh, like you were talking about earlier, Metal Blade, uh, this is your first album in Metal Blade. Okay. Well, we, um, we signed on originally to Roadrunner Records around 2001, 2002. Um, we played out our entire contract as Barely any bands out there that play out their entire yeah, contract, <laughs> and we did it. <laughs> so um, we're we're excited to just try something completely new, something completely different. And um, we have been friends with the Metal Blade guys for quite some time. Uh, they had put out some of our other bands' material. My old band, Overcast. They did. Uh, what else did they do? Um, Adam's band, um, Serpentine Dominion. And uh, you know, we've been talking about some other. Um, minor projects going on that label and stuff like that. But we've been friends with them for a long time. They've always come out to our shows and uh, have always really believed in us, no matter if we were on the label or not. So just um, so far, leaps and bounds ahead of anything we've seen as far as uh, advertising and getting the name out, getting the the idea that the record's coming out and just the um, the rollout of the songs and everything. Just seems, Everything seems to be snapping into place a lot better than it had been previously, so we're really excited. Cool, cool. and the the Richie Beck artwork is awesome. That's that's insane. He's a good guy. I've wanted to work with Richie for yeah. a very, very long time. Um, 
I, I admire and love all his work, and he's a really, really cool guy. It just so happened that he was able to clear some time out to do some stuff for us, and uh, the record cover that he came up with is, is beautiful. It's so intricate and crazy and weird, and uh, I don't know where what part of his brain it came from, but I like that. Yeah, sort of like a, a griffin. Um, so the original idea for the artwork that Jesse was talking about, he said, um, I really like the uh, term fire from the lion's mane. So that was like a slight working title at one point, and uh, that was what I was going off of to get artwork ready for the release was that kind of idea or that basis. And um, so Richie came up with that based on those words right there. It makes a lot more sense if you if you think those words and you look at the cover. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the first one that you didn't do the artwork for, right? Um, well, recent one. The last three have kind of been collaborative efforts. Uh, the last record um, we had somebody illustrated as well, but I did. I've done all the graphic design for all the records and all the layout design and all the shirts and all the stuff that goes along with it. Um, this one, we just, like I said, the Metal Blade thing, we really just wanted to start something fresh, something that looks different, that maybe even sounds different. And uh, this cover idea was the first step in that process. So we wanted to get something that looks totally out of the ordinary, and I think that we got that, for us anyways. Well, speaking of your graphic design and stuff for T-shirts, Kill Switch, other bands, like... Does that consume 100% of your time when Kill Switch is on tour? Thankfully, yes. Uh, it's great to be able to step off tour and jump right into work mode. I also do stuff on the road all the time. Kill Switch is kind of a full-time job as far as graphic design goes. There's always, especially right now, is like when the advertising's going down, all the banners for all the web stores and websites and stuff like that is all happening right now. So there's like a nonstop flow of kill switch work but i love working on other people's stuff spread my wings a little bit here and there and um also uh, i have another band called death ray vision and whenever i'm home we play a lot of shows i have a new record out that came out on bullet tooth called negative mental attitude and i like doing that too playing with other players uh keeps you well-rounded and um keeps you keeps me inspired anyways well, who was the who was the first band that you did artwork for that wasn't on your involved with? Well, um, I went to vocational high school, and I was searching for a major in vocational high school. And uh, my friend's band, it was called Funny Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were looking for stickers and flyers, and then they changed their name to a band called Kingpin, and then they started playing shows, and they were looking for seven-inch covers and, and more you know, uh, propaganda to just hand out. And I was able to slip a lot of this stuff on the press when the teachers weren't looking and do, and do a lot of that stuff. So needless to say, that rolled me right into a major <laughs> for high school and then college. And it's just steamrolled from there, like loving friends' bands, seeing that they needed help, and helping my friends' bands got me into what I'm doing right now. <laughs> also skateboarding. <but laughs> well, uh, couple of just fun questions we have to ask. Uh, a couple of years ago, I mean, for Maiden, I mean, that had to be insane. Yeah, that was last summer. Um, that'll be the summer I will judge all other summers by <laughs> as being the top-notch summer, and yeah. uh, and then everyone else will fall by the wayside. But boy, oh boy, that was a dream come true. And it was like the first um, of the Beast 
tours where they were going back and oh, playing yes, a lot yeah, of the like older stuff, stuff that they hadn't played in a while, Flight of Icarus. It was awesome. The set list was amazing. Uh, those guys were super duper nice. Uh, Bruce would stop by our dressing room occasionally. He would, uh, he was all excited about his flamethrowers. He had, um, gun flamethrowers, two gun flamethrowers. And he, he just, he ran into our dressing room and said, I got flamethrowers! And then ran away. You're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> that was Bruce Dickinson that just did that. Um, a man, oh man, the crew, top notch crew, they gave us one rule besides being on stage on time. Do not spit on stage. And uh, if the, if Iron Man's going to give you one rule to go by, you do it. Right? Yeah, it could have said many other things, but uh, they were super nice, very cordial. First day there, they gave us three buckets of Iron Maiden beer. They were and, and, uh, champagne, and they just made us feel like we were part of the team. And that's what you want to feel, especially with a big band like that. They didn't have to do any of that stuff. Yeah. They could have just, you know, said, stay in your bus, and we don't give a crap about you, and they made us feel like we were family. And, Never uh, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> and I hope, their, I hope their crowd was pretty good to you guys. Crowd was a different story. Um, you know, you are the band that's in the way of, of people seeing their favorite band. So, they're going to tolerate you. Some people are going to be into you, but, the you know, the vast majority, the 99.9% people just want to see Maiden, and uh, it showed. <laughs> Which is fine. Hey, you know, we're not going to have, we're not going to get A-plus shows every time we play, and it reminds you that you have to pull deep sometimes and, and really do um, give your 100% no matter what is going on below you. Sometimes you have to just look back into the, you know, stare at the band and have fun with the dudes on stage. But hey, man, I'm sure we, we uh, accrued some fans from that tour. And like I said, we were playing to some of the biggest crowds. We had played at, at like club shows out there, like between forty and 80,000 per night. Yeah. Sometimes two nights in a row at 40,000. It was, I'll never forget it. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever, <laughs> if people liked us or hated us, it was, it was rad. <laughs> Well, and uh, something I wanted to ask was, I don't see a lot of bass players with the Explorer-style bass. I don't think, you know, in recent memory. So where was the inspiration for that? Or like, hey, that's what I want to do. Well, um, I've been with Ibanez since, whew, I would say 2004, 2005, something like that. I used to have a Thunderbird bass, which is very much like a Destroyer Explorer. And I loved it. I always loved the feel of it. And it was just big. And I'm a small guy. And it just made me feel like I, was, I had a tone in my hands that was a little bigger than I was uh, with that type of bass. And I broke the neck twice on it. And I, I cried because it was like my favorite bass of all time. And I swore I'd never take it on tour again. So once I broke it the second time, I got involved with Ibanez. And um, they started me on a, a signature series development basis so i was putting out um i put out it uh my first base uh based off an srx 700 first two bases were based off an srx 700 but i kept on um giving it points and trying to make it a little more metal and then the ibanez dude said they were bringing back the destroyer which is kind of oh, their yeah, explorer yeah, looking right. thing and they asked me if i'd like to try it out and I loved it instantly. It reminded me of my Thunderbird. It brought me back to when I was a kid. Um, I switched out some pickups on it, and I've uh, been using. This will be. I'm um, coming out my second 
destroyer model, um, third destroyer model in January through Ibanez. The MDB-5, it's called. I love it. It's probably yeah. the base I'm going to use for the rest of my life. <laughs> Those right. Ibanez dudes are really cool guys, too. Yeah. Are you pretty heavily involved in the process of the signature base? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The ground ground up. Yep. Okay. Everything. They asked me exactly what specs I want and uh, what I want it to look like. Everything. Yep. Which is really cool. It's, it's great to be involved. And they know I'm an artist and they believe in my artwork. So, um, you know, whenever they do ads and stuff like that, maybe I'll have a little hand in some things or, uh, you know, um, all the artwork on the back and stuff, the back of the guitars and stuff there, the fret, fret markers and all that stuff. They, they like my work, and I think that's the reason why they keep giving me basses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned Death Ray Vision earlier. Is like after the whole atonement cycles complete, is that something we can see new music from? Yeah, uh, well, the we put out a record in November. We did a couple of... We did at least one video, and then we've got another video that's coming out next Friday. And uh, we're just kind of working the record right now. Um, it's really nowhere near the size of a kill switch, so it's really fun to just go out and just have no expectations and play a club and see if people even show up. It doesn't matter. We're playing with a bunch of friends, bands, and, and we're having fun on stage. And, and that's the best part about that band, that they, there's no expectations, and, I, and we can write what we want to do. Hardcore. It's a hardcore band. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to do this. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for coming. That was easy. There you go. Mike D. of Kill Switch Engage, of course, also of Death Ray Vision and of Overcast fame. That's right. A huge thanks to Amy of Adam Splitter PR. And a huge thank you, of course, to Mike D. for taking the time out to talk to us before their show here in Tulsa. Yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, it was awesome to get to sit there and uh, pick his brain for a minute. We got to go on the bus, you know, that's always cool. We don't get to do that all the time. Right. So, you know, met Joel, Adam D was eating a sandwich, all good, you know. So it was a, like I said, it was a pretty cool experience. Do you ever feel slighted when you go on a bus now and they don't make you a drink like CJ Pierce did? Uh, no, because that was above and beyond any expectation I ever thought. Do you ever feel slighted when you're on a bus and like Phil and someone doesn't just walk out and start talking? That is, yeah, yeah. I mean, every time you're like, why yeah. isn't this happening? Right? Yeah, all I expect a door to open and there's Phil making his coffee and going, "Oh boys, how you doing?" <laughs> I mean, that needs to happen every fucking time, like it did that one time. But anyways, again, Tangent City, we we need to fucking we need to go to Tangent. Uh, Tangaholics Anonymous. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways. Tangent City is not far from... I'm telling you. What city? Uh, wherever the fuck we're at. Yeah. So, anyways, I hope you guys loved that episode, that interview. It was great. And, uh, you know, we're glad to bring it to you. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing the brand new album, Atonement, which will be out here shortly. It's August 16th. So that's less than basically three weeks from now. Three weeks from this Friday, I believe. So be on the lookout for that. If you're a Killswitch fan, if you're not, then get your ass in gear. These guys, this will be, is I think their eighth album. And they oh don't, man, I, I've lost count. They don't put out, they don't put out bad music. No, this will be all. the third album with Jesse back. And there was what three albums right with Howard? Or two. I think so. And then there was two with Jesse at the beginning, and every one of them is good. So if for some reason you're not one of the millions of people that love this band. You got some fucking homework to do. Get into it, yeah. All right, well, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. 
we've had on a ton of guys. If you're a Killswitch fan from other metal bands like the Black Doggy Murder, we don't mention that enough. No. Seven Dust, Corrosion and Conformity, Super Joint, Battle Cross, I Hate God, Crowbar, Down, Death Angel, Megadeth, Saxon. I'm trying to think of the real heavy stuff. Insight. Uh, yeah. Miss Mayfire. Miss Mayfire. Miss May I, I think. Hold on, wait. I get those mixed up. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't Mi- Memphis, it was Miss May, May I. I. Yeah. Memphis Mayfire. <laughs> no, no one from Memphis Mayfire has been on this podcast, no. but Miss May I. But you know who has? Who? Hate breed. Fucking A. That's right. Very cool. We've also stepped out of the realm of the real heavy. Fat on guys from Candlebox. Fat on guys from Kiss. Fat on a lot of bands from the 80s era like Warrant, Dokken, Tesla, Slaughter. Trickster, Firehouse. All that great stuff. Recently, boys. we had on Vivian Campbell. Who, of course, is in Def Leppard, but he was also in Dio. Now he has Last in Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go all over the place. Go back in all go back in all the episodes. You're going to find something you like. And you're going to hear some songs from, you know, local regional artists that we love. And you're going to dig it. That's right. Yeah, there's 227 previous episodes you can check out. And you can find them all. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. You can hit us up on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Mixcloud. You can also find a lot of the stuff on YouTube. You can find all our socials from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at our website, which is thethunderunderground.com. You can listen to everything there as well. Once again, YouTube is at thethunderunderground. Hit subscribe there to see all the videos that we have. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So say smash that subscribe button. There you go. So in any other website you're on, if it has the like, the follow, subscribe, any of that stuff, smash that button. I smash the, uns- the, uh, the unsubscribe, fuck me. <laughs> smash the subscribe button right after I smash my empty Monster Energy drink can. I smash on my head. I thought you were going Bro. somewhere totally else with that, and I was about to say, she's going to be pissed. But then he said, oh, Monster Energy can. You know what? Get your mind out of the fucking gutter, man. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyhow. Anyhow, anyway. But no, any any of the socials, if you like a post, like the social, even if you don't share it, if you comment, any of that stuff, the algorithms, all that stuff helps it spread the word, helps get us out there a little more. So we appreciate that, share it, and all that great stuff. Exactly. So yeah, I think that covers it for episode 228. That's it. Uh, another great one. Yeah, like we mentioned earlier. We also have an episode with the Neil Fallon, the in capital letters, the Neil Fallon of Clutch, coming very soon. We also have one with Sean from White Zombie, coming very soon as well. Nice, nice. Yeah, we haven't mentioned that yet, so that'll be that'll be a cool one. That's going to be a little different one, a yeah. little, little bit of a twist. But you guys will, you guys will. I think you'll, you you'll, guys will see. You, you guys will like it. You'll dig what she has to. Say, gotcha. quote unquote. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, all that's coming here in the next few weeks. So be on the lookout. And of course, there's always stuff that pops up out of nowhere. So once again, a huge thanks to Mike D from Kill Switch, Med Farm, and DEB Concerts. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. <laughs>